Today on Locked on Rockies, sound the alarm, go to your nearest rooftop, it's here, opening day 2023, the Colorado Rockies tied for the rest of the NL West for the lead, how long will it last, how will they shake up against their opening day opponent, the San Diego Padres, and what's that profile guy all about, a crossover extravaganza with Locked on Padres today. Unlocked on Rockies. You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked on Rockies podcast and the Locked on Padres podcast. So rock on to you Padres fans as well. This is a Locked on Podcast Network crossover event here. And we're bringing you all sorts of great action here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. Bringing you all sorts of coverage throughout the season of your favorite team. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies or the San Diego Padres, you are in the right spot because we got two juggernauts of the podcasting game here ready to duke (laughs) it out to talk Rockies Padres Javi opening day it is here I you know I've kind of heard some stuff some people a little down on opening day I think opening day still has a lot of magic and I think this year especially there's a lot of magic to it because new rules in baseball Mm -hmm. Lots of exciting teams. No lockout, no COVID. I mean, this is the first time we've really been able to sit here on an opening day and say, okay, like things, while incredibly different with the rule changes, at least there was a full spring. At least there was all this other stuff. How are your emotions going into opening day? That's a great point. Like, you know, full spring, the... The momentum stuff is a big deal. I mean, we just had this WBC tournament, which if everybody just might as well cut clean right there and just say like, look, not every game is going to be like that because those were like basically playoff games every single time, right? You're telling me and Royals now, Orioles in the middle of June yeah, yeah. is going to have the same <laughs> gonna, uh, People are going to go, ah! They're not going to be <laughs> cheering and going losing their mind. Um, but you have that and you have the rule changes and I really do, it's, it's not going to shake up like this, like it won't because this is how sports work, but you know, it really feels pretty open this year in a lot of ways, or at least it feels like there's a lot of like really electric fun teams to be excited about for the National League and the American League, to be quite honest with you. I know that the Astros are obviously the favorite and they should be, but like, you know, they lose some players, right? And they they lose Altuve for a little bit. It's not inconceivable. The Mariners are back, right? Like they officially broke their spell. Obviously, the AL East is always wild. And then we've got our division, which you know, for the most part, I think it's going to be pretty competitive and going to be really fun. Um, and even the Rockies, at the minimum, at least you can be excited about Chris Bryant, right? Like, at least that's one thing. I know I got him for, like, six bucks somehow in my auction league. It was a keeper league. That's a steal, like, I, dude. I'm, I can't I'm... believe I got him for that. I was like, I thought this guy was going to be crazy, crazy high price because of the cores effect because he's Chris Bryant. All that stuff. I was like, oh, I'll take this guy, I guess. And for my Padres fans. I acquired Zach Wheeler in this little keeper league of mine that I'm in. Uh, traded him for Xander Bogart. So don't worry, Padres <laughs> fans. I am fully committed to the Padre way this year, not just the uh, crosstown rivals, I guess. But I'm so excited, man. I, I think it's going to be great. I know that you mentioned to me before we started recording that the tarp stuff. You want yes. more on tarp watch, which is just like it is the there's something about delays and because it can only happen in baseball. Really. I mean, it occasionally happens in football every now and then. It doesn't really happen in the NBA at all. 
but there's something about baseball that you're like, all right, it's a boring day, but at least I have this to like guide me through sometimes the middle of the day. And I think that's the key part. And especially because our game, you know, for, for me, it's 4 PM Eastern time, you know, we have to worry about this and it stinks. There's something about not having your team. I don't know what it is for baseball specifically. That makes me lose my mind. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, hopefully, uh, things get going because it's still going to be a fun series. I think because it's the opening one, anything can happen. And uh, Padres, um, not the best success against the Rockies. That's, you know? that's true. I mean, that's been one thing. I mean, we, the Padres have obviously in Rockies two totally different trajectories over the past yeah. few years, but the Rockies have been an absolute thorn in the side of the Padres. And, and we talked about this, but the, the Rockies effectively ended the Padres 2021 postseason campaign because they just couldn't beat Colorado in, in any Ridiculous. in any facet. Yeah. But I, I'm sure that's going to change. I, I For those that checked out our preview, I do have the Padres winning the West this year. I think that I, and, and the, really the reason why I didn't dive too much into it. It was that playoff series. That's the over the hump right there. If you're mm. looking for a transition of power moment in the NL West, that was it. That was, I think, Dodgers at peak potential, and they're still really, really good. I'm not over here doubting the Dodgers, but I, I still, I just think that 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 they that they they eventually have to step back a little bit, even if it's second place in the NL West, uh, that they're still going to be fighting for it. But I just think the Padres have should be the team to beat this year. And I'm curious, we're kind of talking opening day emotions. Is this the most exciting opening day in San Diego Padres history? For at least as long as I've been doing the podcast for sure. Uh, and I mean, I can't speak to like those 98 teams and the, you know, 06 maybe for some people, 84. I know there's been literally like little mini documentaries about how people were excited back then. But in terms of the now, I mean, it's, it's certainly, it's gotta be right. Like, you could argue that maybe 2016, just because it was weird that they traded for all these different players. The first players year that they like, said, hey, we're going to completely change yeah. who we are and we're going to do this. Exactly. And in fairness, you know, there was a lot of hype for opening day in 2021. And in fairness, that was justified for a lot of reasons because you bring in Darvish, Mushgrove, and Snell, right? And you bring in Hassan Kim. And you're coming off of a great season from Tatis. He's on MLB The Show covers. Like, there was a lot of reason to be excited about that team, too. And then they, of course, collapsed. But, you know, it, that, that I think is what's been my thing lately. People who have been listening to my pod, I've been just getting nervous about my team. I think it's because I've been flying too close to the sun, to quote my good friend uh, Ryland Styles of Lockdown Royals. Great podcast. Go listen to it. Uh, that I'm just starting to, like, overthink things. But I think that's just what happens when you're in a division with the Dodgers, where, like, every little thing matters. But... At some point, you can't win the NL West every year. At some point, you right. can't win the division every year. And if this was to be the year that it happened, I don't think too many people would be surprised. But uh, nonetheless, it's still uh, it's it's going to be nuts, though. And I think that the only thing is just without Tatis, granted, not for much longer. Like three weeks really isn't all that much. It's going to fly by like that. But when he comes back, that top of the lineup and everything included, it's, it's going to be nuts. But I think Petco is going to be absolutely wild. Uh, tomorrow slash today, whenever uh, the first game actually ends up being. And I, I can't wait for it because, you know, this is, it's just a total tra change of a franchise. You, you just don't see this like at all. You know what I mean? Like we're all complaining and we just mentioned the lockout earlier. Like you just don't see this. And I think Padres fans are going to be losing their minds. And I, I mean, they lost their mind the first day 
that Juan Soto was on the team. You could tell it looked absolutely wild. And this year it's like, oh, now you have Xander Bogarts. Like it's just this kind of fun coalescing of everything that they've been building up to for hopefully a team that can go really far. And I, I think they've created one of the best atmospheres in baseball. I don't think you mm-hmm. can sit there and say that the fun of Slam Diego and, and hey, I'm I'm as Homer Rockies fan, uh, anti NL West as it gets here, but I'm not going to sit here and deny that the Padres aren't incredibly fun and and a team that has built something really cool. Because I'm also really tired of the evil empire of uh, of the Dodgers. But uh, yeah. hey, the season right around the corner, and if you want to maybe bet on say Padres taking the division or say Rockies over under win totals well you got to check out our friends at FanDuel and that's not to mention the prime moment I know Javi you got that perfect bracket still in March Madness I know that you picked all of those teams to make it to (laughs) to make it to the final four Uh, so if you missed out on anything uh, FanDuel's got you covered with a no sweat first bet they're giving out to first customers that's going to cover you up to $1,000 that's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win all you got to do is go to fanduel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim that no sweat first bet then you can wager on everything from the money line point spreads and like i said plenty of mlb future bets available for you if you are confident here's one here's what i'm telling you if you can find it if you can see it chris bryant comeback player of the year put it down put it on all on an app that's safe secure and super easy to use fanduel.com Slash locked on for that no sweat first bet. Make every moment more with FanDuel. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast. Oh, I forgot to put a little overlay up there. So here you go. There's our friends at FanDuel. Check them out right there. Uh, But this is the Locked On Rockies and Locked On Padres podcast. We're bringing you daily podcast coverage of your favorite baseball teams the Colorado Rockies and the San Diego Padres let's talk about a Padre in a Rocky uniform and something that fans were really excited about to see Mm -hmm. you actually yourself were pretty excited and this is another player uh in in Jerickson Profar that interesting for the Rockies I think can be uh uh, him coming to the team has essentially moved Chris Bryant to right field something that wasn't necessarily uh, a foregone conclusion at the beginning of the season uh the Rockies add another veteran piece Uh, he's having trouble getting into the country or something like that uh with with some uh, some issues Mm -hmm. there hopefully I don't know if it got ironed out by opening day but certainly that 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 should be changed what can you tell me about Profar and and do you like this move for the Rockies um, I like any move with any team for Jerickson Profar. Uh, I, I I love him. I think that among the Padres that I've come, become acquainted with over the past couple of years, Profar has been one of my favorites. The vibes are immaculate. He's got the best smile in baseball. Um, and it's easy to root for the guy. I mean, people have to remember top overall prospects for years. I still remember I'm talking like 2014 type of error. And then he just gets really destroyed with a couple shoulder injuries and all that stuff. And then he struggles in Texas on seemingly his last chance. He puts together an okay season for them. And that allows him to at least continue his career. Like he was on a level of being like, this guy's going to be out of baseball uh, soon. And it stinks because of all the injuries. And then, you know, he goes to Oakland, gets the yips at second base. And then he transitions to outfield, at least hits for a little bit of power. Then he comes to the Padres and kind of, continues at least just managing to stay in the league and last year having his highest f4 total for the pods was pretty cool too he's not necessarily this all-timer player he's not a star he's not even an all-star and 
you could even argue he's just not very good, but it's just so easy to root for him. He seems like a great teammate and all that stuff. So I was rooting for him and I wanted to see where he got signed. But, you know, unfortunately, it looks like he um, and I'm not saying necessarily this is not necessarily this on the Rockies, but just, you know, it took so long. And I think that he yeah. thought he was going to get a bigger deal because of what I mentioned. You know, highest F4 total had a pretty good season. He's transitioned okay enough to left field. He doesn't have the best range in the world, despite his good arm strength. And, you know, he he plays a bunch of games and he's still just, you know, 30 years old, despite feeling like he's been in the league since, you know, the first Avengers movie came out. Like it's, it's been a while, but he didn't get paid all that much. He's only going to be making, I think when it's all said and done, like 250 K more than what he would have gotten if he stayed with the Padres for the record, Padres fans, don't begrudge him for that. I know I saw some comments, people being like, wow, all that just to make only 250000 more and play for a bad team instead of a winner. Well, well I'm not going to begrudge. Yeah. And the, the other thing is you should never begrudge players for going out and trying to seek more money. Did it work for him? No. But that doesn't mean you should begrudge him being like, yeah, you dummy. Why would you go out there? It's like, no, like he wanted to go out there and see if he got a big deal. Maybe he thought the Yankees were going to be there. Maybe his agent thought that. It didn't happen, but that doesn't mean you should blame someone because they're going to be on a winning team. You know what's really good? Having guaranteed money. It's not guaranteed. I know it looks like it's going to be great. It's not guaranteed that the Padres are going to be great. It's just not. It's just not. So, Because uh, that's how sports work. So everyone who begrudges him for that, I'm, I'm, I'm not with that. Um, but I think that Rockies fans should be excited. At least it's, a, it's an easy player to root for, is what I'd say. And they have a lot of easy players to root for. I mean, you had yeah. Connor Joe last year, right? Like for reasons other than just baseball funness, like off the field stuff with Connor Joe, he seems like he's been through everything. Daniel Bard, you know, who got unfortunately kind of lit up in the WBC, but that's a dude who was closer to being like a teacher practically, not yeah. literally, but he was closer to being that before being in the MLB roster. Then he comes back. So the Rockies do have a lot of easy to root for players, even if they aren't like stars or anything like that. So I'm excited yeah. for, for Profart. I hope he I hope he comes back at some point soon for this opening series. Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, I, I think the Rockies plans to get him going as as soon as possible. Um, and, and yeah, I think you, uh, you 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 point out a good thing. Are the Rockies overall going to be great? Are they going to be excited? Do they have the same exciting X factor? No, but you can't sit there and deny that it's like, man, it's so weird. No one's talking about Chris Bryant. I don't know, Javi, if you've noticed this this offseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you you're in the NLS circles enough, so I know you're mm-hmm. not probably following Rockies coverage all offseason, but. I swear, the I, Chris Bryant is an afterthought right now, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, okay, yeah, the, the contract, there is stuff to be in, in last year in the health, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the guy's swinging a great bat and swing uh, in spring. He's looking healthy, and uh, this is an MVP and a guy that played in the World Series. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and immediately say, well, <laughs> one injury-riddled season for Chris Bryant. I can't sit there and say he's not going to do anything. I'm getting even more and more excited about the possibilities of Chris Bryant this year. And like you said, you just snagged him as a steal on your auction draft. And, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and that's, that seems crazy to me. This is a guy that he was the, one of the biggest off seasons, two years, uh, uh, one of the biggest acquisitions of the off season two years ago. And now he's an afterthought. I mean, all the preview coverage on MLB.com is highlighting some of the young guys. You're talking, you know, uh, Ryan McMahon or CJ Crone. CJ Crone's got to hit mm-hmm. more home runs. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, guys, Chris Bryant is supposed to be the guy. Like, yeah. I mean, hello. Hello. No, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I think that what's happened personally is that there's been a 
conflation of how weird that signing was for a bunch of reasons. The fact, you know, you bring up the Arenado thing. It's like, all right, okay, they decide to rebuild. This is dumb to trade him for that stuff, but all right, they're rebuilding. And then you go out and give a huge, huge contract to Bryant. All of that stuff, the Rockies, Rockies being Rockies, the Daniel Bard not trading him when you, in baseball terms, probably should have. Like, I think people are conflating the weirdness of the signing with his actual abilities as a player, because in a vacuum, it's really exciting. He's going to be hitting in core. He's going to be hitting on the moon, right? Get like 35 home runs. He could be an all-star. He could have that great, just super charming look to him, that handsome man, you know, for Colorado. (laughs) So that, that I do agree. Like, I think that it's kind of funny that people are forgetting that he can have a great season. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. Is he going to be great down the line? I'm not talking about that, but yeah, I think that's been the the kind of weird energy around Chris Bryant. Like, I, I agree. I think people are weirdly just sort of forgetting. And, you know, like you said, uh, this guy has been a World Series champion before with the Cubs. He's a really good player. And to be honest, he's had a couple years where people just forgot about him. I remember it was so not. Hold on. You guys signed him at the end of 2021. Uh, heading into that year, everyone was like, He's done. I don't know. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a guy who's won an MVP before, I think. And he's been in the MVP conversation a lot. He has a really great bat. Yes, the defense is whatever. And yes, it's a little bit behind him. But he basically just had one bad 2020. And all of a sudden, everyone was out on the guy. And I remember I snagged him in my fantasy drafts that year. That's what I do. I love it when people overlook it to small samples. It's freaking fantastic shout out like pablo sandoval who got paid after a good playoffs right like i think that uh bryant is really going to be fun this year and i think that if the rockies fans have anything to look forward to it's that and you know there's some rookies i think ezekiel tobar is one of them like Mm -hmm. look i know everyone's talking about Corey mccarroll he's going to be great i just often find in baseball that the rookies that not that no one's talking about but those lower tier ones that people are like oh yeah that's a rookie they tend to surprise you, man. You don't know which ones are going to break out. Steven Kwan comes to mind for me last year. Interesting rookie. You never know. So if at the end of the season, everyone's like, whoa, Ezekiel Tovar, it wouldn't surprise me, man. Right when you least expect it, right when there should be nothing to hope for, <laughs> someone breaks out on a team, right? So like, I don't know who that would be on. Oakland might be the exception. I actually think no one's going to be good on Oakland this year, but the Rockies, I'm just saying. So never overlook that stuff. Jonathan India for the Reds a couple years ago. These guys that aren't the top rookie, it's just people. It's almost like baseball is, it's 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 you know it's trying to have the love of people persevere. So the baseball <laughs> gods are like, we'll give them this. You know I mean, so I'd be excited about that if I'm Rockies fans for sure. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Shortstop you've never heard of, rookie for yes. the Rockies. Yes. yes. And then it turns out, hey, that guy's pretty good. Yeah, man. That's pretty good. And that then by is. the end of the season, you know who that guy's I, I I mean, Tovar is playing already elite defense. I don't think he's gonna go out and hit nukes like uh that like Trevor Story did. I don't or yeah. you know, and in, in the case of Tulo, but the Rockies might be sitting here again where they hand the keys over to a rookie at shortstop and okay, we're we're set. I mean, we got the he's gonna play and he's gonna be set. And this is a team, unfortunately, before the Brendan Rogers injury, yeah, they were looking at potentially three gold glovers. In the infield, yet again, maybe Tovar, a rookie getting it, maybe a little bit too bullish, but Tovar's big, 
big excitement is the defense. That is the is the number one thing of what they talk about when it comes to Tovar. And so that's the Rockies were looking at an infield, at least defensively, uh, that, that was going to be great again. One of the things that uh, the Rockies, uh, surprisingly enough, haven't misstepped, except last year. They weren't as good as a defensive team as they were last year. Uh, the one thing, losing the greatest defensive third baseman of all time, the, the Rockies replaced him with uh, the runner-up in the Gold Glove Awards and in, in, in Ryan McMahon. So that there is plenty to still like and enjoy about the Colorado Rockies and, and to be excited about, but it's also just being realistic. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, I think Rockies fans this year just need to be realistic, but I do think this is a team that is, I, I see these projections, Javi, and, and I'm sorry, I just don't put the Rockies on the same level as the Tigers, as the A's, mm. as the Nationals. And mm. then I look at the AL Central and I'm like, I really don't think other than the Guardians, any team in that division other than maybe, I guess, the Twins is mm-hmm. so much better than the Rockies. I think the Rockies, one thing and, and a bad part of their rep is the NL West has just been so good for so long. Yeah. And then the Padres inst- <laughs> did what I wish the Rockies would do. And and they just said, screw it. You know what? If LA is going to spend all the money, we're going to do it too. We're going to come up and, and, and you got to start doing that. But I just think the Rockies aren't going to be great, but I, I really think they're there's I don't know it's, it's hard to describe it. How do you how do you describe a team being slept on when you still only expect them to win 75 games? <laughs> I will say this, it is in, it incredibly possible and like well, it's incredibly hard to predict who's going to win. It's also incredibly hard to predict like if someone is going to be truly horrendous. We did this with the A's last year. And the A's were bad, don't get me wrong. But everyone was like, worst team of all time. No, I feel like the worst team of all time thing is just going to happen when people don't like kind of expect it. Baltimore Orioles with Manny right. Machado were one of the worst teams out there, probably because they were playing him at short and that's not his best position. But they were atrocious. They were like the worst defensive team like in history. And no one necessarily expected them to be the worst, basically singularly because they were like, all right, well, they have Manny. At least they have that. Right. So I don't know. I, I just think it's it's a little bit too much to be going that down on them. But I will say with the Rockies, baked into that might just be because the division is so stacked that you have to be like D backs are, you know, they're they're on the rise. Then you've got the Dodgers, Padres, and the Giants are always weird and they might the be Giants. They're always gonna be in third 82. place at least. Yeah, right. They they might sneak into eighty two wins. Conforto, I think people are sleeping on still. So that's totally possible. But yeah, I mean look, it's not it's at least not a laughable team. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's laughable what they've done the past few years. But in terms of the team right now, look, there, there are worse fates. <laughs> well, and it's Colorado a better team Rock. than last year. Like, I yeah. mean, I, I don't think you can look at the roster, especially after the injuries and in the middle of the season. Some of the lineups, the Rockies were were, were sending out mm-hmm. there against the Dodgers, against the Padres. Yeah. And, and say that this is not an improved team this year, veteran depth. And again, it's still not competitive but at least i'm a fan of the the low-key offseason the rockies had here there's there's nothing the rockies did where they committed too much or went overboard and and so javi as we uh kind of get to uh, a little bit of the 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 tail end here i do want to finish up with one rockies homer thing for you here and uh how many hundred lost seasons have the colorado rockies had i'm gonna say two zero 
The Rockies have never ah. lost 100. This is what everyone says. Rockies, have yeah. blah, 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 blah. This is a team that's never lost 100 games. So, And, and there is no way that I'm going to sit in here and look at this roster and say, this is the one that's losing 100 games when I didn't think the same about the team last year. So, Javi, uh, we're getting close. Opening day. I'm excited. And, mm-hmm. and, and again, I'm gonna, we're going to keep the momentum flowing. But I, I want to spin the, the, uh, the, 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 the wheel back to you. Mm-hmm. What do the Padres need to do to start and stay consistent? We One thing with the Padres is we know we're going to have that hype Sunday night baseball game in mm-hmm. L.A. Tatis or Soto is going to hit a double late in the game. The a crowd is going to be electric. <laughs> and then the Padres just fall off. We've seen that before. What do the Padres have to do to say we are step the gas? We are on the gas the entire season. Uh. This two things. Um, for one, be steady. Uh, and what I mean by that is it's – look, there's a possibility that you get like 15 F4 wins or whatever out of Tatis. You know, the, the Mount Crushmore as they call it with Bogarts and whatnot. And what I mean by steady is you have to make sure that the guys – and they, they did add some other pieces. Let's not forget, you know, Cruz and Carpenter, extending Suarez, bringing Michael Waka, like the and Luceth Lugo has been an interesting piece as well. Then I'm curious to see how he transitions to a starter. Just all the tertiary pieces have to not be horrendous. And that's what kind of happened in 2021. And that was a reason for the collapse where it's like, all right, Tatis is literally a seven win player, but then it's like, Trey Grisham, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, this is just getting out of control. You have to at least be average. You have to be steady. You have to be like Jake Cronenworth, right? You have to be like Jacob Cronenworth, I should say. Um, that's what you have to be. Um, just be steady, and the back end of their team has to just be okay. I'm, I don't need Seth Luga to go out here and be, you know, <laughs> like just one of the best pitchers out there. I don't need him to be Julio Urias. I don't need him to be Logan Webb. I don't need him to be uh, who that Zach Gallon, right? I just need him to be steady, go out there, give us a good game, and every now and then flash some excellence. I think that's what they need is steadiness and just to not have – what happened in 2021 where it's like, oh, we have Jake Arietta and Nelson Vel- or Vincent Velasquez pitching these next couple of days. And then Craig Stammen's coming in, stampeding Stammen, as I like to call him, because he <laughs> runs out of the bullpen. And I like that. It's very fun. Um, so that's really what they need. And number two, for God's sake, beat the Rockies. What are we doing? <laughs> Look, I'm not saying that their overall record needs to be like 25 wins and six losses, but you need to do better. And this is, like at fact there's 17 and 21 against the Rockies since 2020. All right. So 2021, 2022, including a good season in 2022, you cannot be four games below five, four, uh, 500 against the Rockies, especially when they might be improved this year. You have to settle those things. You have to beat the bad teams. I'm not saying that's the beyond and all, cause there's plenty of teams that, you know, they struggle against the bad teams randomly, but then they finish with an overall record. That's good. But please, Stop making the every time they play that. I swear it's so like, fun. It's so it's like, fun. I haven't checked the run differential stuff, but I swear these games are nail biters for like it's they've never. And this again, this isn't necessarily a, a, a damnation on a team, but they haven't had like the oh yeah, they're going to cores 14 <laughs> runs coming up. Like they haven't had that. And you would think, given the hype, given all the players they have that they would have at least done that a couple times, and they never do, whatever reason. And they've won some. Don't get me wrong. They've won some good games. They've won some close ones. Comes to mind for me is 2020. But that was 2020. These last two years, 21 and 22, I remember uh, 
in 2020 was like the one of the first series they played against them. Tatis at a home run with two outs to tie it. That was awesome. But other than that, it's like, what are you guys doing? Like, you have to just handle your business against this Colorado team. Uh, I don't want to start giving them hope. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'll do it if I have to. I'll ask. I'll act like President Snow. And the Hunger Games, you know, the only thing stronger than fear is hope. You know what I mean? Like, I, we got to squash it right out of the gate. We need Blake Snell, who's projected to be the opening day starter, to go out there and shove. And I think he's going to. I really do. I think Snell is just one of the elite strikeout guys in the league. But go out there. Don't give him any ideas. I don't want any hope. Don't give him any, you know, I'm, I'm acting like Logan Roy. Like, <laughs> I just don't want anyone to to, 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 to cross me. You know Eliminate what I mean? So, burn yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, burn them. I'll send them into, you know, I don't, I, I'm not going to go full back. I was literally watching Succession, like, literally two minutes before recording this podcast. So that's why. <laughs> um, that's what I would say are the two biggest things. Be steady and please just stop losing to the Rockies. It's, it's driving me insane. That CJ Crone walk-off <laughs> against, I forgot who it was. Um, I think it was uh, Daniel Hudson, I think, who they acquired at the deadline in 21. I was just like, this is this is a joke. <laughs> I was like, you got to be <laughs> kidding me, man. <laughs> I'm looking oh, forward God. to it. I, I personally, I love every time that the uh, the Rockies just somehow j- they have just no business. They just got like swept <laughs> or like, like dominated. When they play the they, 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 It's hilarious <laughs> how the other two California teams just absolutely crush the Rockies. And then every time they play San Diego, it's like, Hey, the Padres are really good, but it's the Rockies played San Diego. So we're going to at least just throw our arms up and, uh, (laughs) and feel confident. Javi, just, uh, just the real quick overall quick recap thoughts of the Padres of the opening series. How do you think it's going to go between the two teams? And then just give me a, give me an end of the season uh, projection there for, for the pods. And I'll do the same for the rocks. I think that they're going to start off strong. Um, because they did in even their bad years, they've started off pretty strong. I think they're going to come out guns blazing and everyone's going to lose their mind. And then I will be that idiot in the corner recording episodes of this podcast being like, yeah, I, I love it, but I'm, I'm I'm still nervous. Like, I'm going to be that idiot, right? But, like, I think that's what's going to happen out of the gate is they're going to be electric. They're going to be having all the headlines. Every baseball media thing is going to be like, the Padres, wow. I think that's what's going to happen. I really do. The question is the middle of the season, which I my crystal ball, I can't really predict because of back of the rotation. Does something go poorly? Darvish is old stuff like, or older, I should say. Although don't get me wrong. If I'm going to bet on anyone to age gracefully, it would be you Darvish. But like, that's, that's kind of my view on it. I think this is like a 93, 94 win team. Um, I think that they're not necessarily a hundred. I think to win a hundred, you have to be like crazy, crazy depth. Yeah. And I know, and look, there have been 100 win teams or close to it that don't have players as good as the players on the Padres. But this is baseball, and that's kind of the beauty of baseball. You have to have those little, those little crapoids. You know what I mean? Those little two win players yep. that just like sneak into the lineup. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's what what kind of happens. I remember the Yankees did that a couple years ago with um, you know, like Gio Urshela breaks out, Matt Ford, I forgot his name, something Ford. Uh, like all these random guys that come in and are really good when the stars are off. I don't think the Padres have those at the moment and understandably. So they blew up their entire farm in depth for some of the best players of the generation. So that's what happens. But uh, that's what I'm expecting from them. And for the Rockies, I don't know. I'm going to go like 78, 75, something like that. I, I don't really win totals are always weird. That's another thing. Yeah. Win totals are just weird. Um, so I don't know, but I do think that the Rockies just, everyone's looking away. Someone, I just feel like there's someone on that team. I was going to say Brendan Rodgers, but obviously he's hurt. There's something missing from this Rockies team that 
people are on overlooking. Maybe Ryan McMahon figures it out offensively. He could be. He really could. Know, if, it if, could if, happen. If, if Ryan McMahon puts puts uh, the bat to the ball as, as what the Rockies believe he can do, uh, I think he will be mm-hmm. that that missing piece. And I, I think you nail it there, there, Javi. But uh, I'm going to go the opposite on one thing. I think it's going to be freak out watch. Because the the, the Padres are going to drop two games to the Rockies, and everyone's going to say, "Oh okay. boy, okay. it's all yeah, yeah. over." That's possible too. Yeah. Uh, because I, I think Herman Marquez is going to come out and have a great start and, and show uh, why he has, is the okay. first Rocky starter in franchise history to get three opening days. And I think this is the season he wants to cement. I did an episode comparing him and Ubaldo Jimenez are pretty close statistically uh, in terms of the uh, time spent on the Rockies and success as Rockies pitchers. I think Herman wants to say, "Hey." I'm pretty confident that I'm the best pitcher in Rockies history. Mid-70s win team as well uh, for the Rockies. I I think this is a a team that's going to be exciting for two weeks, and then we'll have that classic uh, early season cool-off. But uh, I really hope... That's a good yeah. point. The Rockies are always electric. At Two the and a half of weeks <laughs> of fun, and then they'll lose like eight of ten and, uh, you know, barely go play 500 ball the rest of the way. But, uh, Javi, uh, let's wrap things up. I do want to give a shout-out. You're wearing that Just Baseball. You guys got a good one. Renee Deckhart is going to be covering the Rockies for uh, yeah. uh, Just Baseball, and uh, she is wonderful. So I did want to give a shout-out to, uh, to Renee. But, Javi, where can they find you? Where can they find all your Padres uh, coverage all season long? Yeah, Renee's awesome, by the way. I just I found her randomly on Twitter. I was like, hold on a minute. There's someone who like consistently loves talking about the Rockies. This right. is wild. She should be part there's of the There's dozens baseball. of us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's dozens of us. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you don't like my random pictures that I hang up in my bathroom tweets or comic books and stuff like that, I still tweet about baseball, but all baseball is at LO underscore Padres. Gonna be tweeting from that, probably live tweeting during these games, a bunch of nonsense. So that should be a lot of fun. And then locked on Padres on YouTube for sure. And uh, and then yeah, check out just baseball. We have the hoodie. It's, it's a great hoodie. I know it's fantastic. You could check that out. And I just came out with my my silly predictions. Uh, that was my last thing that I wrote over there, which is nothing like what we just did, but stuff like I think Mike Trout will get into a fight this year, like stuff like oh, that. I so like if you want to check that out, go and uh, give it. Yeah. Oh, and I have reasons for oh, it I too. Take that bet. I have reasons. I for take it. that bet. <laughs> I think it's I think, good. I think, I think Mike Trout gonna have a little powder keg in him because he's pissed off because he's like, wow, I should be playing in these big moments yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At some point, someone snaps. Yeah, that, I, you know what I mean? You can't go for long or like a. Uh, Another prediction uh, that Zach Greinke is going to say he invented a new pitch, Ooh. but he won't show it to us. Yeah, and he's going like, to throw that's between the his Greinke legs or something. Ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I don't think he'll show us. He's just going to have one of those weird post-game Greinke moments. I thought Greinke was like, going to yeah, end up a Rocky. I'm not going to lie. I thought that was uh, – but the the, the Royals <laughs> reunion cool. definitely uh, made sense. Rocky stuff, I'm at Paul Holden 33 uh, You can find Rockies Talk at LO Rockies. And, of course, on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel, Locked on Padres on YouTube as well. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Why don't you go check out the Locked on Fantasy Baseball podcast so you can win your league. And uh, – Rockies, Padres, fingers crossed as recording this top tarp is on the field. There is rain in the forecast, but we're hoping a beautiful opening day and a beautiful opening weekend after that in San Diego for Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. I'm Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Podcast Network.